Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. Stop throwing out your food. Well, not necessarily the food at your house, though that would help, but an organization in the cities is trying to find new ways for food that might be thrown out by restaurants and grocery stores. And there's a law that makes it easier than ever to keep that food from the trash. We talked with Board Director Christina McDonough about the Food Rescue Partnership in the Quad Cities and the national attention it's receiving. You know what I love is your motto. It's feeding people, not landfills. That's really the way we should be looking at this. Absolutely. We completely agree. So tell me, what has the Food Rescue Partnership done since it was first formed almost 10 years ago, nine years ago, in fact? Yeah, it's been an impressive growth since we are first got established in 2013. We have really grown a lot of our members of Food Rescue. So we have about 20 local food establishments in the Quad Cities that are donating their extra food to the nonprofit hunger relief agencies throughout the community. And we're really working hard to spread awareness and that education component of donating your food. Well, this was a real novel idea. I remember when it was introduced in 2013, it just totally made sense that uh, uh, instead of just throwing food away, perfectly good food, that you would find a use for it. What was the acceptance level and what is it right now? Yeah, so I really think that the community and especially those Food Rescue Partnership stakeholders, we were all on the same page where it was just one of those aha moments. We realized that at a national level, 40% of food that's produced in the United States does not get consumed and therefore it's wasted. And when you're looking at our local data, in Scott County, approximately 8.9% of our residents in Scott County are food insecure. And in Rock Island County, residents are approximately 10.9% food insecure. So both problems can be solved with the same solution. If you have extra food at the end of your restaurant shift or the grocery store, why not donate that and do good with it in our very own Quad Cities community? Now you have seen some uh, restaurants and some uh, food service uh, agencies really buy into the program. Why would others be hesitant? So one of the biggest concerns that we see when we're approaching different food establishments is they are concerned about liability. So restaurants, grocery stores, anybody that's handling food works really hard to make sure that it remains safe and the integrity is wonderful throughout the entire process. And a lot of them are going through in-depth training 
they have their license through the health departments in their community. And so, so they have that little uneasiness of donating the food and what's to happen once it's out of their professional handling. And so what the Food Rescue Partnership does is really works on providing education and awareness that first off, there's a Good Samaritan Food Donation Act. It's national, um, but both the states of Iowa and Illinois have enacted it. So if you're donating your food as a professional establishment with a license to a nonprofit hunger relief agency, you're not gonna get in trouble. There's no civil or criminal liability. And then the next component is a lot of these nonprofit hunger relief agencies, obviously they wanna keep the food safe and healthy for those that are in need. And so they are also going through very similar trainings that um, serve safe handlers are familiar with. So that's that's really our top priority, getting that education out in the community. Because correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, for the most case, you know, when people are doing food drives or when you think of uh, food pantries, you always hear non-perishable food products, basically, you know, canned goods and things like that. This is almost much different. Um, this is oftentimes prepared food, is it not? Yes, exactly. And so the Food Rescue Partnership is happy to make connections for whatever type of food a business has. So really an easy way to think about it is do you have the ingredients to make a lasagna or do you have a lasagna that's fully prepared and ready to eat? And depending on what uh, you have for your food and also how much of it in our community, it may go to Riverbend Food Bank. They're really looking at getting those large donations that are gonna take a semi truck and forklift to move large pallets of food. Uh, if you're looking at a food pantry that a lot of us see in churches or even our malls now have them, that's you know the items that you typically get off a grocery store shelf. But then there is that sweet spot where the restaurants can donate their prepared food and a lot of those meal sites like to have the food. So King's Harvest, Cafe on Vine, there's a lot of other um, nonprofits that'll take that prepared meal and serve it to their community. And I know that you're most proud because this is the third year that you've gotten federal recognition for what is going on in the Quad Cities and that really is quite of an honor so that those people who are thinking, well, this is an odd program. This really shows that it's not an odd program at all. Yes, so we actually joined the EPA Food Recovery Challenge in 2016, and we had always throughout the entire process of the Food Rescue Partnership followed their hierarchy. And one of the biggest things is providing education that if you have 10 or 20 pounds of extra food at the end of every day, you should reduce your inventory and not order that 10 to 20 pounds. That really helps with the source reduction, but, but you're only gonna get it so accurate every day. And so looking at their hierarchy, they provide alternatives. So feeding people is next, animal feed, followed by composting or anaerobic digestion. And then last on their hierarchy is sending food to the landfill. So this is the third time that the Food Rescue Partnership has earned recognition from the EPA. And we are just honored that our local coalition is being recognized at a regional and now a national level. It's a huge accomplishment for all of our volunteers. Explain to me what the uh, pandemic, COVID, I mean, we're now entering the third year of COVID. Did it put a greater strain or a, a greater uh, amount of uh, requests for your services? 
So for the Food Rescue Partnership, it was a really great opportunity for us because we had two very dedicated chefs in our community that reached out to their other uh, contacts in the professional food world and said, look, we have in-person dining suspended right before the lunch shift and what can we do to make sure that the food is not wasted and it gets to those um, in our community. And so we were able in one week to rescue 4,400 pounds of food. And it took a lot of great teamwork and we saw so much support from the community and really now it's capitalizing on that excitement and how do you keep the enthusiasm going and letting people know that they can continue to donate food and feel good about their work in the community. I think it is an interesting concept. Just calling it food rescue makes it interesting. And Christina, you have you have embraced this personally. I mean, it's a passion of yours because we're talking about how businesses like restaurants can help, but also individuals as well. Absolutely. And so there's a lot that, you know, even if you don't work at a restaurant or a grocery store that you can do at home. Right. So you know, same thing, taking inventory before you go grocery shopping and sticking to that list of what it is that you need to get. When you're preparing food, make sure that after you're done, if you have leftovers, you're storing it properly. So there's obviously you can put it in the freezer to save down the road. You can take it for leftovers the next day at work. And at home, one of the things that my kids love doing is having leftover night. And so once a week, if not, sometimes more, depending on how much cooking we've done, we'll pull out all the food in the fridge and we'll let them pick what they want to put on their plate. And we really don't have any rules for them because the food's not being wasted. What is the next big goal then for the partnership as far as uh, the Quad City community is concerned? Because uh, if you think about it, I mean, Americans are big consumers and big wasters. You're almost having to change the mindset of not only restaurants, but also, you know, the diners themselves. Yes, so really doing everything that we can in our power to continue to get the word out there. Uh, for us, we've really found a lot of good momentum with our members of Food Rescue Program. So those are the food establishments that are already doing good in the community, like Popcorn Charlie donates food, Happy Joe's on Locust Street donates food, a Village Corner Deli. And what they're doing is setting the example and so we're recognizing them with certificates and window claims putting information on our website and facebook page and and hopefully that's sparking some healthy competition right so then if you find out one restaurant's donating food you know that you can do it as well but as you said earlier 40 percent of food in america generally goes not consumed i mean it either gets thrown away well, I guess it does. That's the only thing is it gets thrown away or disposed of in some uh, in some way. I mean, that could make a huge difference in our communities. Absolutely. And really, it's one of those things that there's there's two problems. We're throwing away too much food and there are people in our community that they don't know where their next meal is coming from. So the, the solution is the same across the board. Don't throw that food away. Make sure you're getting it. Um, donated to those nonprofit hunger relief agencies in our community and in any community. Christina McDonough with the Food Rescue Partnership in the Quad Cities. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.